welcome back once again. So whether it's good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night, I appreciate that you picked up. You know, I've been having a lot of things on my mind for the past couple of weeks, but today I especially want to talk about instant gratification. Everyone's heard of it, I'm sure. It's when you you seek out the pleasures that are immediately available to you. There's other terms like the hedonic treadmill, where we're tr- constantly trying to seek a greater high or a greater extent of satisfaction. But in any case, it's like chasing dopamine and chasing happiness. Oftentimes it doesn't work out because you're gonna need more every single time. It's never enough. And even if it's enough, our body gets used to it and then return to being unhappy. In one of the books I read called Everything is F, okay? I'm not gonna cuss, but you get it. It's by Mark Manson. He said that um, there was a study done where people were to do a survey and generally people fall around a seven in happiness. And whether they experience something bad or good, the level fl- typically fluctuates by two, making them either a five or a nine. That's really interesting because most people are actually generally pretty satisfied with their lives. And the times when we experience something bad, it'll be recoverable. Just by a show of hands, Tell me if this rings a bell for you. Using social media too much, like TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, or anything else. Perhaps it is viciously indulging in physical pleasures, such as relationships, or, you know, other things that you do in the dark. Or maybe it could be drugs, like caffeine or nicotine, or alcohol. If those seem pretty habitual to you, I have to ask, is that somebody who you want to be? Or is that more of an instant gratification kind of thing? Is it a feel good now, feel bad later? Or is it a it doesn't really matter kind of thing? I've been really contemplating this idea. Are these vices considered bad if it doesn't take a hold of your life in a significant way? Now, personally, I, I, don't, I don't like to indulge in vices because it uh, ruins my health. So let's say if I really like to drink alcohol, my liver would be damaged. Or if I was addicted to cigarettes, then I could barely breathe and exercise, which I like a lot. And lastly, when I indulge myself in romantic or relational endeavors, not quite because it takes a lot of time. So yeah, it's about things you want to sacrifice. But is it a bad thing? Let's say you do like these one of the three vices that are the biggest ones, sex, drugs, and alcohol. Are they necessarily a bad thing? 
I guess the bigger question is, what does it tell? What does it say about you as a person? As I've been writing down in my journal for the past, what, like seventeen days in a row, I realized one kind of thing. It's that most of the things that we look for, comfort-wise or happiness-wise, are easily solvable with something better for us. For a long time, I really enjoyed eating, overeating in general. And why did I overeat? It's because I was very stressed out, or I would do a lot during the day, and at night I would take my time, and eat some really delicious food. But what ends up happening is you do that enough times, and guess what happens? You start feeling worse about yourself, and then it repeat, it continues. You get stressed out. You eat at night, and then you feel worse about yourself. So it's a constant cycle of, well, a hedonic treadmill. I've been mentioning that word, but let me explain what it means for people who may not know. Hedonism is a search for pleasure, or more. Moreover, it's more of a dopamine thing. You're basically chasing things that give give you pleasure as a human being. Instantaneously, again, instant gratification. So, if you're running on a treadmill, will you ever be free? That's a good point, right? While we're talking on, on the point of a treadmill, it also means that you can never escape, because there's always something else that gives us dopamine or pleasure. There's always going to be something else out there that is a little bit better, a little bit more. A bit of more of a kick. It's like this: you may start out drinking a little bit of alcohol just for fun at a party, but then it evolves into something else where you start drinking maybe like fifteen shots, and you develop alcoholism, and then you can't socialize without alcohol. Seems sad, right? But in many cases, it's things that I've seen happen to people. People end up relying on these things to fulfill their life instead of adding onto their life. I never say that a vice is necessarily bad, but when it takes control of your life and starts integrating into your life, that's when we're a little concerned. Take some time for yourself, and try to become the best version of yourself. Now, that's a very broad statement, right? But let's just start by trying to remove as many vices as we can from our lives, because again, instant gratification is one one giant animal, and it's very hard to tackle. While you're listening to this, I also want to challenge you to one thing. Why don't you? Look at your screen time on your phone. Now I want you to guess what is a normal amount. What do you think is a suggested amount that you should do? Now, as for me, I rely heavily on social media, but I don't use my phone that often. In fact, these past couple days. I feel like I'm in unhappy. 
So therefore, I increase my social media usage because it's like a distraction, a coping mechanism. And that's what we all really need in our lives. Something to keep us happy or something to help us cope with the difficult things. So why not start with the first one? The one that we often use the most. The one that's the most normalized. Oh, my friend comparison, the thief of joy. Now, the strange thing about social media is we always say that it keeps us connected. But is that really true? Really ask yourself, what is the purpose we use social media? Is it to rid us of our boredom? Is it to keep up on the current trends? Is it to make friends? Now, for the most part, all those things can be done without social media, from what I've noticed. Of course, then we have to deal with the spacing of time and so much time on our hands. What shall we do? But that's the point. With so much time on your hands, what are you going to do? I believe that in most of our time, we eat it up with a couple of things. It's either social media our genuine work, or sleep. Those are the three things that I believe take up the most amounts of time. And so, how, with how much time would you have if you really cut out your social media usage? What would you be able to discover? The hardest part to deal with regarding these distractions is choosing whether or not to indulge in them. That's right, you have a choice. Now this choice makes you a little bit more human. Choose whether to be addicted, choose whether to use your willpower to break the addiction, to choose whether to indulge yourself in these things, or to choose not to and build yourself up. All of this is all a choice. And so, at the end of the day, you can choose whether or not to lie or to be honest with yourself. How does it feel to indulge? How does it feel to choose not to do something? Now that should be kind of bouncing around in your head because again, life is filled with distraction. In fact, if we weren't distracted, we would be having flying cars by now. All of us would be in an Ivy League school or traveling the world, billionaires. But unfortunately, we are human and humans get distracted. So let's see which distractions are the easiest to let go of. We have three big ones that plague our generation. Social media relationships, and all devices. It's easy to get stuck in one of them, but let's, we've talked about the other ones a couple of times, so let's focus on relationships now. Now, relationships are a double-edged sword. Like all things, they have two sides, one good and one bad. So with relationships, a portion of it 
is that the relationships validate who we are. And since they validate who we are, we choose to want to receive validation for our actions and the things we generally do. Anyone normal, okay, you, you may be built different, but anyone normal, generally in relationship, we share problems and we receive support for it and maybe a solution even. But the idea is, this relationship's there to kind of become a pillar for you and support you. That's what most people are looking for. Someone to lean on when things get hard. Someone to talk to and express to without fear of judgment or perhaps them leaving. That's what a relationship typically is for. Now, that in itself can also be a distraction. That in itself can also be a bad thing leading to instant gratification because some people choose to complain to their partner, although their partner cannot do anything about their situation. They choose to tell their partner about these things because they want validation. It's a shame really, because our partner is there to support us and help us grow, not to listen to our problems, not to feel worse. Because if somebody cares about you and you tell them about bad things, they feel bad as well. So watch out what you decide to do. Because truth and told, our choices dictate our future. One of the things that really break my heart is when distractions start to eat up your life and take away from the values that you used to have. It's a very, very hard topic for me to even think about. But let me put it like this. Let's say, for example, you decide to date somebody. If you value them enough, it doesn't matter what distractions come your way, you will value them enough to make sure that your relationship goes successfully. Let's say you value school. You will not be staying out on the weekends, overnight, at bars, at clubs. You will not be getting wasted. You will not be smoking weed. Because the truth is, there are too many distractions that lower our value. And the top 1% to 2% of people in this whole entire world are the people who have tried this world of distractions but choose now to not. Even rarer in the 0.01%, you can have people who choose not to even start not even start any of these vices, distractions, and whatnot because they know their value and they were raised well in a point where they value themselves. They know what to value. And in general, I guess they're not traumatized. Let me tell you a story. When I was in high school, 
I loved tennis so much. I felt like I was going to make it places. But one of the things is, although that I value tennis, my distractions came with people. People would end up distracting me from my true path of growth. And now I'm sitting here around, I don't know, three years later, three, just three. Yeah, I think so. I can't count. But three years later, I'm sitting here talking to you. And every time I reminisce that memory of who I could have been, I end up feeling heartbroken. Because we have one shot at this life. And whether we choose to make the right decision or the wrong decision is up to us. But I want to put it out there that you should always stick to your values and your priorities and make sure you stay laser focused. Because what's the worst thing in the world is wondering what could have been instead of what can happen. And that's a now thing. Now we have plenty of choices to change our future. Like in tennis, I was a rebel. I just wanted to have fun and just kind of goof around when I could have done more, for sure. I could have been more laser focused. I even had a grasp. I had a grasp, a twinge, a taste of who I could have been. I've beaten plenty of good players, won plenty of tournaments. But at the end of the day, what do I have to show for it aside from a couple pieces of metal attached to some plastic string? Not sure. Whatever that neck thing is. I only have that and the memories I have. Nothing else to show for it. So try your best, guys and girls, to be somebody that you're proud of. Stick to your values and stay true to them. And trust me, your life is going to get a lot better. To tell you more about myself, I'll repeat it one more time. I am genuinely unhappy at the moment. And for the past couple of days, I have felt unhappy or unfulfilled. But I'm not going to play victim. I'm not going to ask people to comfort me or raise me up. Because what is it aside from me that I can do about it? Can anyone help me? feel happy? The answer is no. Can these distractions make me feel happy? Sure, they can. I mean, I love Diet Pepsi, but it doesn't last for a long time. So what can I do to make myself feel happy? I think it starts with doing the things that matter the most to me. And so I'm recording this podcast to see if my thoughts make sense to other people and hopefully that other people can learn from them and not repeat my mistakes. And every time somebody sends me a message saying, oh, this was pretty nice or this advice was pretty good or I enjoyed this episode, my whole month is made, maybe even longer. I like to remember that aside from my presence, I hope that my words mean something and I want it to change people's perspective or give them another one. Even if what I'm saying is 
utter baloney and it makes no sense. There's something that you can learn by just simply asking yourself questions, which I try to do through this podcast. And so in order to regain my own happiness, I try to ask myself questions every day. Why is this happening? Why do I feel this way? And there's a very clear answer, but that's for another conversation. For the most part, there's easy things that I can fix. And so I just have to roll up my sleeves and start doing it. Like I mentioned at the beginning as well, I may be at a five right now, but I'm sure I'll go back to a seven eventually. And after that, I'll probably get happiness up until nine. It is, this is not going to last forever. And I remind myself of that. And maybe it makes this feeling of annoyance, pessimism, a little bit better. Makes it a little bit easier to deal with knowing that there is an end eventually. And so why not try to enjoy what I can? It's not about constantly pushing and understanding that this is how things should be. But it's accepting that this is how things are for me at the moment. And that perhaps nothing can change it. But it will change eventually. It's not my fault. It's not your fault. So therefore, just go with the flow. So, thank you very much for tuning in once again. I'd like to thank all of you for still sticking by and listening. And if you're new here, thank you for checking this out. And if you made it this far, thank you for staying this far. There's a lot of gratitude that I have for people who listen to this podcast. Although it's long, I'd like to get the whole spiel out there. And so it makes a little bit more sense. If you'd like it to be shorter, let me know because I love to experiment with my options. But for the most part, I just appreciate that you stuck around and listened to my teachings, questions, and hopefully you will have a rest, good rest of your day or have a good night. Or if you're just, I guess, in the fifth dimension, I hope you're having a good time in general. Anyways, I took enough of your time. Bye-bye.